Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlewy.net for further information. Cool, I'm very excited to hear about that later on in the show. But next up, I was actually away playing backgammon with Chris Eubank at the time, so you had to chat to Kevin Dial on your own. And let's hear how you get on. Kevin, it's a massive, massive weekend because it's the one we've been kind of waiting for basically since last May really it's uh, Liverpool and City again um, just looking at kind of the two teams coming into this like I watched Liverpool and Villa on um, on sa- sun- Saturday and like there's something very familiar about the way Liverpool are kind of eking out results a little bit it feels like yeah. the Ferguson Manchester United team I think somebody was saying cloppage time is the new <laughs> is the new phrase for late Liverpool goals I know they the start of the season so well and the last few games have been a bit they haven't been in in full flow, but they've got some good results. That result against Villa um, was fantastic. You, you know that that is the, the feeling when you go into the dressing room. You don't re- you don't you know you don't feel like you've played bad. You feel brilliant. You've come in. You've grabbed the victory um, from nowhere. Really, you kept going, and that's sort of it's just a good sign of a good team. With good behind the scenes, everything is happy because teams who aren't doing well, they don't get those sort of wins. They don't keep going till the ninety second or third minute so um, that's a big boost a big big point in the season that was early but 11 games in and they've got Man City next week um, it just keeps that bit of a gap and keeps them on a nice you know, bit of buzz going into that massive massive game yeah, I saw somebody say like the difference between going in there where you lose and you could go you could go second in the table versus you go in there winning and it's a nine point lead. That's a massive psychological difference going into a match, isn't it? Yeah, I know. It's twelve games into the season. I hate like we were talking about saying like Liverpool had the league won a few weeks ago if they if they play anyway well at all. And you look at it now and you think I was a bit ahead of myself. But if I was if I was backing anyone or if I still think I'd love to be in Liverpool's shoes. Um, what are you saying after some there could be three points in it but Liverpool I think are the two sides we should be able to you know just you know a six point gap should be able to enjoy the game a bit more there's more pressure on Man City um, I feel because they know if they lose it's, it's it's going to be a really really tough task from there whereas they feel they have to win Liverpool can just sort of not say enjoy the game because there's massive pressure on them too um, but they can I feel they've, they're going into it a little less uh little less pressure than Man City will see going into it. It's sort of now and ever for Man City, um, even at this early stage, it feels like that. Yeah, we say about like the the you know the late goals and the never been beaten. Like it's it's an amazing um, it's an amazing virtue for a team. Really, like it, it says so much about their character, about their manager, everything like that. Does it in any way underlie a problem there that maybe Liverpool aren't playing as smoothly or as well as they probably were um, earlier in the season? No, they're they're not. But it just happens. You just can't go through a season, whatever it might be. Different players in their form, tiredness, lots of games as we hear club on about the fixture list. Um, just you just don't play well all season, and it's important when you're not playing well to still be able to get results. That's what it's all about. It's the best team, the teams that win the league are able to do it. Liverpool did it for a long phase of last season. I remember having this conversation about Liverpool not playing well but still getting wins. They're doing it this yeah. season. Didn't win the league last season, but. We're in a slightly better position right now um, to win the Champions League, obviously. Um, just a sign of... And then, and then it's sort of like a habit. You do it a few times and it's like, you know, you realise that you're not panicking then in the 70th minute when you're 1-0 down or whatever the score is. You think, well, keep going, keep going. We've been here before, loads of times we'll do it. 
you know, keep going, keep going, 85th minute, 86th minute, someone will grab a goal and, and that's the way it's been for Liverpool um, last season as well as this season at times. And they will, they'll, they'll play well again in a few weeks, they could play well again Sunday, um, but it's just you just can't do that for 30, for 38 game Premier League. Yeah. Uh, impossible, no one plays well every game. Just got to eat the best the team managed to get results, yeah. yeah. And just professional players going about their job, not panicking. The manager not making foolish decisions on the touchline, one or two subs, but not drastic change for formation trust in his players. When you're on a pitch and a manager, you, you sense him panicking. When he's, when he's making subs after 50 or 60 minutes, you see people warming up and you see the manager on the sideline looking around and talking to his assistant manager. You sense that as a player, you're like, oh, here we go again, he's going to make a load of change, whatever, but... You know, when a manager is calm and he trusts the players, it gives you on the pitch that bit of, well, I'm going to get 85, 90 minutes here. He's not going to take me off after 60. Just because I haven't played well in the first 60, trust me to come good, maybe in the last 10 or whatever. And and that, you know, if, you, if that happens a few times as a player, you can enjoy the game a bit more without looking over your shoulder thinking, I'm going to be subbed off here any minute if I mm-hmm. take a bad touch or I don't score in the next five minutes. And I think um, the better managers are better at realising that a player mightn't play well, but, you know, he'd get me a goal in the last few minutes if I leave on. And, uh, Liverpool and um, Klopp is obviously a top class manager and he's he's able to get that out of his players it's fascinating yeah very good point uh, just I, I don't want to like I don't want to be too biased towards Liverpool here in, in, in what is a big game for both teams but I suppose it is natural that they're the ones chasing the title and haven't won in so long they only got one point from this fixture from the two fixtures last season against City it ultimately cost them the league they had a better record in against the other 18 teams than City did but you know it it wasn't, I suppose, they were two very, very close games and they could have won, I suppose, even yeah. either of them. Like, this is, you know, you talked earlier how big a game is, even though it's only November and no leagues are won. It's almost the psychological blow is if they can beat City, it's not even just the nine points, is yeah. it? It's it's more that we've done what oh, we did yeah. last year. I think so. And I think a lot of people, most people would say on paper, Man City have a better team, better squad, um, just about um, definitely a better squad so I suppose psychologically Liverpool players will know that they'll be telling themselves we're better but listen City are the, are the champions um, Liverpool haven't done it in so long so it is a psychological thing previous results haven't been gone Liverpool's way so you know if they don't win if they get beat on Sunday it's another blow to them it's another here we go again Man City are only three points behind us so psychologically as well as the points on the table it's a massive thing if they can win against Man City they're beating the best team in the league and it's and all of a sudden, people are saying, well, Liverpool are the strongest team. The players are believing themselves that they're as strong as every Man City player is good in every position. Um, they don't have a stronger squad, which is the only thing that I'd worry about for Liverpool over the course of the season. Yeah. But um, they can stay fairly, fairly injury-free. Um, their starting eleven is up there with Man City's. Um, but yeah, it's more believing that and getting those results have gone against them. It's like scoring in the last few minutes in games. It's a habit. You start beating Man City, it becomes, you know, we can beat Man City, no problem. Instead mm. of worrying, can we beat these? Are these, these are the champions. We haven't beaten them in the past. So um, another mental hurdle that the team who wins the league has to overcome. Definitely. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of them before you get there. It's a hard, it's a pretty hard thing yeah. to win. Um, don't want to go too uh, down. Like I know you mentioned being a Manchester United fan on the show before, but another defeat... Uh, oh at yeah. Bournemouth you know and I think the biggest thing at this stage is that people aren't surprised when they you know if you miss no. the match and you see the result you're not that surprised yeah. to see Bournemouth one no Manchester this was my this, that was my bet for, for my Bloodbrooks thing last week my tip was Man United get beat at yeah. Bournemouth and like even saying that you know is you know you wouldn't be you'd never be putting that down on your back or whatever you're picking so um, 
they started everyone was saying they've won three games in a row or four games in a row or whatever, but the performances weren't great in those and they weren't, you know, against great teams either. And still, it's just, you know, you just didn't feel they were going to go to Bournemouth. You don't really do well there anyway in the last few seasons. You didn't feel they were going to go there and get anything other than bet, I felt, which is <laughs> shocking, really. Um, but it's just the way it is. And um, I, I don't know how they're going to turn it around. I don't see a few signings in January turning it around. No, I, I like Solskjaer as a person he seems a good man but I don't see him in this job turning it around I, I think he'll do better and he'll do fine and he might sign a few players but I don't see them being anything other than you know 4th, 5th, 6th in the next few years if they maintain the current sort of situation I think they need a wholesale shocking to say a new manager again yeah. and I keep saying it every week I'm after many out in the lose I'd love them to just go all out and get someone like Potticino preferably Potticino <laughs> not someone like him um, someone who really inspires, who gets the best out of not the best squads. You know, to get Tottenham to the Champions League final, I still think was the achievement of the last five or six years. Um, you know, it, talk about Klopp as a manager and whatever, but to get Tottenham with their squad players to within the game of the Champions League was just unbelievable. Um, so I think he would be able to make a big difference straight away in knowing the league. So, you know, there's no score that it costs 30 million to get Poch. You know, 30 million to Man United is not in defence, 50 million on Billy Fred. So, like, yeah. 30 million for a manager who's going to save them 150 million in a few transfer windows. What, what have they been able to do at Spurs? So, um, you know, I just love them to go out and make a statement like that and just go for it. And, you know what? Forget about um, what's gone on in the past and just. Yeah, yeah, get him in now listen he could fail he might go his way but it'd be a big statement um, and I think it'd keep all, get all the fans on the back on a positive note and excited and looking forward to it it'll be so long uh, everyone's like Sasha Grand but he doesn't he's not a first person that excites the fans I don't think um, he gets them believing in the team um, and I think Potocino would come in and be given time um, be patient with him because you know he can get results and get teams playing really well and um yeah, anyway, that's my feeling as a Man United fan and what I'd love to see happen. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating that like it's such a kind of an old school mentality that the manager's the most important person in the club by a yeah. mile and he's the person that's going to turn it around, but you won't spend it, but you'll you'll spend five times that much on yeah. the player. I know, yeah, it's seen as like, oh, 30 million to put, you know. Yeah, as you say, he is the, you know, he'd be the, the main cog in the wheel or whatever. He's the one that gets the rest performance so I don't yeah I don't see that as a big issue or a big outlay but it seems to be an issue with, with clubs mm-hmm. I know managers can um, you know six months time and they have to sack them or whatever and it costs them a lot of money but yeah. in this case you know you, when you really feel someone who's who's you know got that fantastic ability a young manager who would really feel turn things around I think he'd be worth every single penny and a lot more you would have to wonder about uh, Solskjaer's future anyway, like regardless of whether they have Pochettino there, if they don't beat Brighton this weekend, uh, know, it's on yeah. Sunday, it's at home. Brighton aren't the e- easiest team to beat. I know your bet for uh, Ladbrokes this week is coming yeah. out of this one, but, yeah. you know, oh, do you like, yeah, you win? just can't. Um, I don't, listen, no, I don't. I think it'll be a draw. I think Brighton are. At times, under Chris Hewton, they could be very boring and very organised and uh, he kept results. They've maintained that and they're, they're doing what they're ahead of Man United at the moment. So, mm. um, yeah, I could see them going to Old Trafford and getting like a one-all draw there. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, no, that's, that is my 
particular week, which again is shocking to think if I can go to Old Trafford and, and take them to draw. Yeah. Uh, but that's just the way it is at the moment. And, uh, Completely change anytime soon. Yeah, well, that's 11-4, to four, and I think we'll probably be talking about United again if that's the case, because I think the pressure will definitely mount. It seems like it's almost been a kind of a, a you know, a, a get, a, he had enough results to kind of get away from the big conversation after losing to Bournemouth, but there you go. Anyway, I think it's only controversy around the corner. One other match I wanted to talk about, Kevin, there's a, there's a big one on Saturday night between Leicester and Arsenal that, like, Leicester are absolutely flying. We've talked about them and Arsenal yeah. a good bit. Um, Villa and Wolves on Sunday, um, from my point of view as a Villa fan, definitely interesting. From your point of view as a, as a former Wolves player, definitely interesting. Yeah. But it, it is kind of a fascinating thing, the, the Midlands rivalry. I was kind of watching them in the, in, the, in the League Cup a few weeks ago. There's kind of four teams all around the same area. You always think of Villa and the Blues as the, as the big rivalry yeah. there, and maybe West Brom, Wolves. But you would have played in a, a lot of these fixtures. Uh, they're yeah. mad atmospheres, like, aren't they? Oh, yeah, really good. Um, like I've played Wolves Birmingham loads of times Wolves Villa a lot of times Wolves West Brom the Wolves West Brom one is the biggest one um, well Villa Birmingham massive but the Wolves West Brom one honestly we had a kit man who was a, who was a Wolves fan or a kit man from Wolverhampton hardcore Wolves fan and when he came home from being to West Brom he genuinely brought his runners out and burnt them because they'd been on the West Brom pitch and that wasn't a joke it wasn't a thing he brought his runners out and burnt them and he was dead serious about it like that's the sort of, that's the level it, it goes to so uh, man, and they just hate each other they hate each other Wolves uh, West Brom and uh, um, one of the main reasons Mick got sacked Mick McCarthy got sacked when he was Wolves manager is because we played West Brom at home in the Premier League and we got beat I can't yeah. remember what it was 5 nil or 5 we had a big result yeah. yeah it was a big loss like it just was made his position untenable it was you know End of the world stuff to be beaten by West Brom at home by that score. Mm. Uh, pure, pure hatred. Um, they're like they border each other. They're a few miles apart as the crow flies the two stadiums. Um, but yeah, just it's like two different worlds. The fans and the, it's great atmosphere, fantastic and fantastic when you win. But um, yeah, it's just to see the I suppose the passion and the hatred and the the rivalry between the two sets of fans. Great to play in them. Enjoyable. Um, I really enjoyed it. And again, the same, not so big against Villa, but the same, you know, they don't like each other. It's not quite the rivalry the West Brom. The Birmingham Wolves one's the same sort of thing, but not as big as the Wolves West Brom one. Um, yeah. It's, so, uh, so we won't be expecting any runners burning after Sunday's game yeah. from <laughs> or anything like that. No, yeah. um, it was good, though. It was a good story. When you, when you were telling me about it, I thought you were in the backyard, I burn it every every time I'm there. I have to go home and burn burn my pants and my socks and my runners. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, just vi- envisioning it now—it's insane. Um, the, the game itself, though, Villa are on. Like, I don't know. They they seem they're on a good run in theory, though. They've lost their last two games, obviously the City and, and Liverpool. But like, you know, very very close against Liverpool. They've been very yeah. close in other games this year and lost the results. Wolves on the other hand, have kind of like, they started off so slowly, they're kind of playing more like the Wolves we thought they were at the start of the year now, like, you know, they got the draw at yeah. the Emirates um, at the weekend. Um, I don't know how you see this one going or if you think that Wolves are firing on all cylinders quite yet. Yeah, they're, they're starting to get there. They are, they're, they're, start, they're doing okay in the Europa League as well. I don't know if that's going to take from them or not as the season goes on. I think it's adding confidence to them actually getting results in that. Um, Villa as well. I, I watched the full game the other day, and and they were they were really good. Listen, 
they were playing against the top team, obviously, but you know, they, they play good football, they're enjoyable, it's enjoyable to watch mm. them. Um, good players, both teams, good players. I wouldn't be surprised which way this goes. I'll probably stick with Wolves in my whole team, obviously, um, yeah. and probably they probably have the stronger squad, a bit more experience, a few better players. Um, but Villa, I really like that. Rick Dean Smith, I think he's really good, positive manager. Um, yeah, I don't. I think they'll be fine this season. And but um, Wolves, I, we talked about them earlier. You know, we expect them to be that team who be top six possibly. Wants from the outsiders to break into it. They hadn't showed that in the first five or six games, but they're starting to show that bit of form. Um, you know, they could creep up along there. We expected them to be the Leicester, what Leicester are doing now, maybe more so than Leicester. But um, again, they'll be fine. And after such a good season last season, maybe it's, you know, maybe this is their, you know, back to where their sort of squad deserves to be mid table and just above it, maybe. Um, and it'll take them another year to build again and push back up to where they were. But both good teams, both will stay in the league and probably the Wolves will probably nick it on, on Sunday. Okay. Well, thanks a million and enjoy the weekend. Actually, Sunday especially looks like it's going to be a brilliant a brilliant weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks a million for taking the call, Kevin. No worries, mate. Nice talking to you. I'm sorry, burning your tracksuit. And I your runners. Never, and your runners. <laughs> Jeez. But you're like, I mean, he, did, he hated, he hated Wolves. <laughs> No, he hated West Brom, sorry. He's, he's he loved bad, Wolves. He hated mad about Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> what a brilliant story. Oh, it's brilliant. I don't know. Like, I, I've, I've always felt like I've hated certain teams and stuff like that, but I, I don't know if it ever go that far. He touched the sod. Like, that's, does, he, does he not realise that they replant that every year? Like, <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Um, but that's that, the maddest thing I've ever heard happening on a football pitch. Show. I don't know if this is connected, but did you ever hear the time that uh, Barry Fry was was he Birmingham or Peterborough manager? I think it was Birmingham at the time, and they were on a really ru- bad run of luck, and they were like bottom of the league in like League One or whatever it was. And uh, he anyway, it turned out that St Andrews was built on an Indian burial ground, and he was told that one of the ways that you can stop the curse is by going for a pee in each of the corner flags. Oh, I heard of which this. Barry Fry went and did. <laughs> which is nothing to do with the story we're talking about, but just something that popped into my head there for a second. The sacred ground, etc. Well, look, Midlands football, that sort of thing. If you have any superstition stories about football or any sport, be sure to email the gaffer at buzz.e. Let us know. We might even read them out on the show next week. But there are, like, there are obviously the big game is Liverpool against Man City this weekend, but there's a couple of other ones I'm interested in, especially. Uh, Leicester against Arsenal for a start because I want to talk about we do uh, I've been doing an accumulator um, in the Labrook stores at the bet stations um, with Declan Marin from Labrook as well uh, helped me make some of the selections yeah. uh, we've gotten four out of five the last two weeks but this week we were talking about we have to pick two in the five fold we have two of the team two big two games in which the team's going to win he had suggested Leicester to be Arsenal for, I was kind of a bit hesitant I was like oh there must be a, a more clear winner in some of the other games and then I looked at them and I was like do you know what there's absolutely no reason bar Arsenal's, like your historic kind of thinking around Arsenal. Yeah, and that, some of the players that they have and the fact that if they got it together on a certain day, you know, they're not they're not easily bet either. Like, I, no, I don't know what you mean not, though. Leicester are a better football team than them at the moment. Like. Exactly. And that yeah. Leicester have gone from, like, even the year that won the Premier League, you kept thinking, oh, well, they're not winning this game or they're not winning this game. Whereas, like, you wouldn't have said at the start of the season that 
you'd be going into a Leicester City against Arsenal when they play each other in a couple of months' time that you'd be going, Leicester are deserved favourites. Yeah. And that, you know, that that's the thing. I was like, you know, it's it's one of those that you'd say, right, look, at, I need to stop thinking of Arsenal as old Arsenal. Yeah. And Arsenal fans obviously need to stop thinking of Arsenal as old Arsenal. Because yeah, until Mourinho takes over. Oh, that is going to be that a match happen. made in heaven. Will it? That can't possibly happen. I don't know. What's going to happen? Like, oh. I don't know. I don't even think about it. Poor Arsenal. It's grim. Although, poor Arsenal in a way, they're also, they're acting the Egypt themselves, the fans at the moment. Like, you know, That's so what I mean. When fans continue to act the Egypt, it's hard to feel sorry for them when the team goes and does exactly what they're complaining about in the first place, you know? Yeah. Um, I also want to mention, Burnley are playing West Ham this weekend. Okay. And you're talking about, you know, you randomly end up hating teams or disliking teams. Me and Burnley are finished. I have no time. Sean Dyche, I don't care if he eats worms or doesn't eat worms. I have no time for him anymore. I don't care how good a manager he is. I don't care the fact that he's kept Burnley in the Premier League somehow uh, for all these years. It's been an incredible achievement. He can go and throw it all in the bin because he's after ruining my accumulator for the last two weeks. I've gotten four out of five two weeks in a row and both times it's Burnley that have scuppered it. <laughs> well, there you go. Burnley are in a weird run. Weird run of form. We're a weird football team in general, I think, actually. I was looking at I was looking at the team as it was lined out on Saturday and I was just thinking, Chris Wood is off injured and I was like, Is Ashley Barnes and Jay Rodriguez up front? The game the game before that it was Ashley Barnes and Jeff Hendrick up front. And you're thinking to yourself, How is this a Premier League football team? Yep. You know, but they do all right. They do everything. They win every time you're not betting on them. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, they're, they're a weird, weird team. Can I just go back really quickly to Leicester, though? Just one last thing in Burnley. Okay. Uh, and we can say that they're playing West Ham this weekend, which could be the first weekend we see a game where both teams actually... Champions League last night, we saw two players sent off and the one uh, passenger play. I'd never seen that before. This weekend could be the first time we'll see two teams playing each other and both of them end up losing. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. West Ham are... Bog, mind-boggling. mind-boggling they started off the season you thought they, they're they're going to be breaking into the top six here or they're going to be at least challenging for it and they've just do you know what they've done they do what Watford normally do in March and just stopped like just like is it their season's over except they did it in the middle of September it's my fault I cursed remember I came on the I came on the build up and talked about it I said that I fully expected West Ham to beat United there wasn't a doubt in my mind that they were going to beat Man United yeah. that weekend and so they did haven't won a game since. I told you about that before when I watched the Monday Night Football when they played when they played Villa and it was a nil all draw. Um, but like West Ham played Villa off the park, they didn't really create any chances, and that would be a worry for me is that they weren't very like they weren't incredibly incisive or anything like that. But as a football team, they just looked very very solid and very good. And I don't know what's happened to them in the last month, but anyway, look, they've they've plenty of time to turn it around. Just want to go back to Leicester, right? There's a there's a point here. On, like their favourites to beat Arsenal, they're very clearly the third best team in the league at the moment. Whether they will be in May, I don't know. But you know, they'll, they'll, there'll be runs from Chelsea and there'll be runs from you'd imagine Tottenham and I don't know who else. To be honest, I think they've a huge chance of getting into the top four. Like you know, I can't see Arsenal or United bothering them. But like Brendan Rodgers went from possibly like when he he had this rise that. He took over Liverpool and it was like crest of a wave stuff like and nearly won the league with possibly not the best team in the league. Should have won it, but at the same time, that wasn't a team that was set up to win the league. Then, you know, it, it went wrong. Grand, that can happen at a big club like Liverpool. Did whatever he could at Celtic, won the league every year. You know, what else are you supposed to do? And now he's come back. And look at the job he's doing already at Leicester. Like, you know, and think, like, I know they've got money, but they don't have more money than the teams are up there with. And, like, they sold their 
so-called best central defender just before the start of the season. Brendan Rodgers is an underrated football manager. Oh, definitely. Like he's a, yeah. he's and and I think that's like just a fact now. I think people have almost forgotten how they thought of him before he got the Liverpool job. But you get a job like that, and even though he didn't do badly, he nearly won the league. He did as well as any other Liverpool manager for the last however many years because of the way it ended. It's like you can never get that reputation back again. It's weird, isn't it? Like I, I don't think he's I don't think he's seen as I don't think he's seen as much as the reason why this Leicester team are as good as they are as any other manager in the Premier League would be. I heard you yeah. talking about like the, who the worst manager is on, on, on the football show on Monday. And I was looking at the league um, while I was listening to it, nearly thinking who is, who is. And I was looking at Leicester and I was like, nobody's talking about Rodgers. I they're talking that. about the team, but they're not talking about Rodgers. And I had that exact thought when we were talking about the worst Premier League manager. I was like, do you know, if we're having a discussion on who the best is, Rodgers could, would have to be in the... I was thinking about watching... I was watching the Liverpool game, actually, and I was like, that Rodgers, Klopp and Guardiola, like... No one, you'd be laughed at if you mentioned him in the same breath as the other two. Yeah. But, like, the job he's done, the job he did at Liverpool the first time, like, he, he, he needs to, he's obviously miles behind in terms of he hasn't won the trophies yet and he yeah. hasn't, he's a lot, a long way he to go. He won a few tro- trophies in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think it's because Leicester won the league with Claudio Ranieri? Maybe. <laughs> do you think that has something to do with it? Because, like... It's almost like as if Asher anyone could do that job. Leicester are random. They they just win the league every few years. <laughs> I liked I liked uh, Killian Sheridan's tweet about. It. I think I can't remember if it was the Hearts job or the Hibernian job, but he was like, I think Brendan Rodgers could be tempted back up to Scotland if he thinks you know he might have a bit of unfinished business up there, and also it'll get him out of this var infested cesspit of a league, <laughs> which we call the Premier League. Yeah. But anyway, until I'm going to say it here first, and you've heard it here first. How about Claudio Ranieri to Hearts? There you go, hooking up with the lads from Succession. Tinker Matt, yeah. The, the Roy's. <laughs> meant to buy Hibs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, look, keep Leicester in your mind there because oh, we're yeah. going to pick a one, two, three picks for this week. Yes, one, two, three. It's your chance to win 100 euro cash on labbrooks.com. You can play it for absolutely free. All you have to do is correctly predict the score of three of this weekend's Premier League matches. If you get one of them right, you get a euro free bet. If you get two, you get a five euro free bet. And if you get all three, you win yourself 100 euro cash. Mick, the first game up is, guess what? Leicester against Arsenal. What are you going for here? You're going to laugh at me. One all. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Leicester have been on this run. They've been getting all the results that they're supposed to get. And I always feel with these, like, that always kind of just comes to an end and a bit of bad luck go. Or they're also, like, not that much better than Arsenal. And I do find that when you start to write off Arsenal is when this team, like, even just look at where they are in the league. They're a very, very strange team. They feel like they're constantly in crisis, but they'll go on a 10-match unbeaten run. You know, and I know they're not on in the middle of one at the moment but like you know Villa should have beaten them earlier in the year they beat them 3-2 you know they went ahead with Wolves this last week but you know another kind of a one-all draw they'll just sort of get these sort of like tap away results over the course of a year and end up in fifth or sixth place or whatever like that so they don't they don't lose that often you know um they obviously have a terrible away from home record but at the same time I can just see them sneaking out a result here one way I'd say it actually could go ahead um, thinking, oh, all's right with Ar- Arsenal. Emery's going to keep his job. Leicester will equalise, you know, 55 minutes and then Leicester will have all of the pressure for the rest of the game but not get the winner. 
Yeah, like Arsenal, in spite of everything that's happened, they're still in fifth, which is yeah. mad. But uh, look, I'm going to have to go with my uh, original prediction. So I'm going to go with a Leicester win, 2-1 here. Um, and then you get the next game up is Man United against Brighton. I'm going for a very, very boring nil-all draw, Mick. Kevin Doyle went for a draw in this game as his bet. I'm going to go for a draw in this game, both here and in my bet, because uh, you'll be hearing a little bit more about that in a minute. And I'm going to go for a one-all draw. Two-one-all one all draw. Yeah. And then, of course, the big game of the weekend, Liverpool against Man City. It's on on Sunday afternoon. It's the third game in our Labrooks 1-2-3, and I'm going for one-all here. I like one-all. I'm going to go for a draw outside of 1-2-3, as I'll talk about in a minute, right? Because I think that is possibly the most likely result in terms of win, lose, or draw. However, in terms of scoreline, the one I'm just eking towards is 2-1 to Liverpool. What? I think Liverpool could win this game. I think it's at Anfield. I think we were talking to Kevin there, right, about this. They haven't won in, like, they, they got one point from this fixture last year. If they'd got any more than that, they would have won the league. Yeah. You know, like, it was, it was the, re, they did better than City outside of their fixtures against the other 18 teams. I feel like it's, as, as, as we talked about with Kevin, I think it's a big psychological next step for Liverpool to go and beat City in the league. I think if they do that, I think they, you know, I think there's nothing else stopping them, you know, and I think that this week might be the week to do it, you know. I'm very torn. As you can see in a minute, I'm going to pick a draw again, but I think maybe 2-1. Go for it. Look, at you can play yourself right now for absolutely free. Get on to labrooks.com and play 1-3. You could win yourself 100 euro cash. All right, hold it. Stay Just in. hold it, Alan. Push him out. Steady, David, don't. Get round. No, don't. Yes, that is the voice of Graham Taylor, which of course means that it's time for our big shout. We have yet to win one of these 25 to 1 or greater big shouts, and nobody else has either. And if you do, you will win yourself two cakes and a sports biography. It is open to everyone to enter. Just get on to labbrooks.com right now. Have a look through the odds for some of the sporting events happening over the weekend. Find yourself, maybe it's a one-off bet, maybe it's an accumulator, maybe it's a treble, a fourfold, whatever it is. Just look at the odds. You don't even have to put the bet on. Just take a screenshot of what the odds are and send them to us send them to the gaffer at balls.e and if it comes off and provided it's 25 to 1 or greater you will win yourself two cakes and a sports biography Mick I will personally bake those cakes Mark that's a fib I will personally ask my wife to bake those cakes (laughs) (laughs) but look at uh, last weekend I came quite close and also quite far away from winning the big shout it was my turn I went for Man City against Southampton Man City win 1-12. to Nearly didn't come off, but it just about did. Congratulations. Leicester to beat Crystal Palace at 11-10. to That came off. Leeds versus QPR. I want to talk about that in a second when, you're, when you've given us your big, our, um, your big shout. I went for under two and a half goals there, 23-20. to 20. That came off. But Thomas Davis did not beat Ballyboden. And that was the 9-2 to one, which was driving it up over 25-1. to one. This week, though, you maintain you've got something very interesting and also something that's going to come off. Yeah, I will say that you're saying you got close there, but again, the big one didn't really. I think come it was close. four to one. The other yeah, three on their own, and it, yeah, fair enough. But the, the the big one that you needed to make it a big shout didn't really yeah. come into play. So I would still argue that my missing out by a couple of very very tight bets, uh, including a draw and the Doctor Croaks match and Ferrari not win the Mexican Grand Prix is the closest we've come yet. Close, closely followed by Man City winning 8-0 instead of 6-0 against Watford. Yeah. But I've got one this week that I like, right? And I've, I've touched on it already here. There's three games on Sunday. We've talked about all of them. 
you know, there's the two games on TV, United and Brighton, and obviously Liverpool City, and then there's the Midlands derby, the West Midlands derby between Wolves and Aston Villa, which is also on at two o'clock on Sunday. I had a look at all of these individually and went, I think that's going to be a draw. Kevin backed that up with his pick for this week is 11-4 to draw between United and Brighton. Your pick in the 1-2-3 was a draw between United and Brighton. I'm getting to the stage where I'm going to be very surprised if this match is a draw because yeah. everybody thinks it is. But as we talked about with Kevin, like you're not expecting United to win this game at Old Trafford. Brighton, decent team. I think they're, what are they, ninth in the league, eighth in the league, something like that. And eighth, I think. And yeah. like, anyway, I, I, I actually... I have thought about putting the five to one away win in this, but decided a draw is the most likely result. But had looked at the other two and also was like, I'm a Villa fan, obviously, as I thought, like, you know, watching this Wolves on a bit of form. I'm like, I do fancy us to get a draw in this game. I can't really see us winning it, but I do fancy us to get a draw. That's five to two. And suddenly I'm thinking, hmm, Liverpool, Man City, like, the most likely result in this game is a draw, I think. You know, it's the most likely, I think, nil all, one all, even two all. You know, I think both teams, the way Liverpool are never beaten, if City can get a kind of a run on them, City might leak goals. You know, there's a lot going on, a lot to add to a draw. And surprisingly, that's five to two as well. You add all that up together. Three draws on Sunday, an easy one to remember. It's 44.93 to one. That is so we're lot. talking forty-five to one here. Yeah, and like, I obviously went for like I have two of the, two of them games were in the one-two-three. I went for two draws. My only worry though is I was I was torn between United in the United Brighton one. I was going to go for United win, but every time I predict that United are going to win, they ultimately lose. So that was putting me off. But like Brighton are great, as you mentioned, they're doing really well. They're up in the top ten, but their away record is dreadful. They've only won one game um, away from home. They've only played five to be fair in the Premier League so far. It's not like it's the middle of April or anything, but. They, if they they beat Watford and uh, they got a draw in another game and then lost the other three, yeah, so. they did lose to like they lost to Aston Villa, right? With they played with ten men for the majority of the game, and genuinely played Villa off the park. Like they were unlucky to lose that game. I think a lot of Villa fans even talked about that afterwards about how good this Brighton team is, you know. And that's yeah. after a defeat. And United, that's very unusual. You'd hear that, like you know. And United's home record, they played five one two, so yeah. it's not much better than Brighton's away. No. But anyway, yeah. So I do. I like that. I like that. But um, that's definitely an interesting one. Forty five. I would have thought I, we I not short. I would have done this at thirty to one. I would have. Yeah. So I'm getting good odds here. From Ladbrokes. That's almost two big shouts in the one. You're only five. <laughs> you're only an extra five to one away from that being uh, four cakes and two sports biographies. <laughs> but uh, if you if you have any uh, selection yourself, and if it is happen, does happen to be fifty to one or greater, we might even send you out two sports biographies. Like I said, get in touch with us. Email the gaffer at Bosity. Put the big shout in the subject line just to make it a little easier for us to find it. And uh, if you win, you be, I don't. There'll be so much jubilation. We might even get you on the show next week to gloat. Yeah. Um, I also want to before we go off. This is a um, medium shout now. Yeah. This is a medium shout, right? A study of sorts. Okay, I'm going to do an experiment. Study, right? An experiment, okay. right? Betting study. Yeah. Leeds United have played 15 oh, games. Leeds in, again. <laughs> Leeds have played 15 games in the championship so far this season, right? How many of them would you say had over two goals in the whole in the game? Out of 15? Yeah. God, they really get through games in the championship, don't they? Uh, I'd say six at least. Three. Wow, okay, six was going low now just because I assumed there was a reason yeah. for you asking the question. There's been one game since August that, <laughs> in which Leeds have had, uh, the gate Leeds have been involved in that has more than two they goals. They weren't that tight last year, were they? No, we've stopped scoring and we've stopped conceding. Right. They don't concede any goals and then they, <laughs> they nick the odd one every now and again. 
That's basically what's happening. Uh, so I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take five euro. Yeah. I'm going to put it on Leeds. Blackburn overs this weekend, which is actually a very tricky one to, to start on because Blackburn aren't doing well and I could very easily see Leeds win this game 3-0. But I'm going to say under 2.5 goals, 21 to 20. So you get just over evens odds. I'm putting a fiver on it. If I win the fiver, I'm going to bank the winnings and put the next, put the fiver, put that same fiver on again. I just see how many I get. Because if I did it for the last, I think I would, if I did it the last six games, you'd be up 20 euros. Also, oh, bank the winnings so you can afford to lose one then after yeah. this week. Right, okay. And if I, I lose like this week, idea. it's done. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's very responsible uh, gambling there, actually, Mark. I'm proud of you. Uh, look, we can. That's something to watch because uh, Blackburn have an Irish centre half partnership in Derek Williams and Daryl Lenehan. So keep an eye on that one. Let the boys do the job. Yeah, you know, they, they, I, I think Lenehan especially will be in the Ireland squad um, a couple of days after this. So he'll he'll go in there in yeah. good form. My only worry is that of the last five games Blackburn have played in, only one of them has had less than than three goals. Yeah, but they, fact, have, they haven't that. been playing Leeds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but look, if you are having any bets this weekend, be sure to gamble responsibly and you can visit dunlewy.net for more information. To subscribe to the full Build Up podcast, search The Build Up on Balls.e on all good podcast apps.